Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. Pastor Joe here, and I am excited to be sharing with you the first sermon of our Advent series we've called Waiting Well. Uh, We are excited to be navigating through uh, the Gospel Corner Matthew and to see how we might uh, wait well um, as we wait upon the coming of hope, joy, peace, and love. Uh, this is from Matthew chapter 24, verses uh, 36 to 44. Um, check it out. You know, this week I uh, found myself waiting often. Uh, and perhaps this has been true for many of you. Uh, some of you know that my in-laws are in town this week. They came in this past Monday. And I, I found myself at Costco that Monday morning with a, what seemed to be a thousand of my closest friends, um, <laughs> apparently all deciding to do their holiday shopping at the same exact time that I was there. And so the checkout lines, the line to get gas, waiting And that afternoon, I was uh, at the uh, uh, cell phone lot at the airport, again, waiting. And then later in the week, uh, I was with my in-laws. We were outside of my son's school because on Wednesday was the last day of school that week. And so we were waiting for him to be done for the week. Uh, I waited for the duck to finish cooking in the oven. I, I waited for the coffee to brew. I waited for the bath to fill. How have you waited this week? I know some of you also received family and friends from out of town, I imagine, doing some waiting of your own. Some of you were the ones who were doing the traveling, uh, waiting in security lines and waiting to board, waiting to get your bags, waiting in traffic. Uh, Maybe you waited for a medical result or a phone call updating you on the status of a loved one. Uh, Maybe you were waiting for a child or a grandchild to be born, for the kids to go to bed so you might have some time to think for yourself. Yesterday, we were uh, putting up our Christmas decorations, our tree and our decorations around the house, and uh, uh, we have this uh, countdown calendar. Uh, it, it's, a, it's like a wooden piece, about this big. Uh, it has some decorations across the top, snow people and snow and, and things like that, and, and it has a shelf that holds these two cubes, and, and on each side or each face of the cube, uh, there's uh, numbers on it, painted on it, and you keep turning it until you get down to uh, zero, zero. It's Christmas day, and so we're setting this up, and Asher, uh, my son, asked me, uh, how many days until Christmas? And I go, I, I don't know, ask Alexa. And so, <laughs> and so he did. He said, Alexa, how many days until Christmas? And as of yesterday, there were 28 days left until Christmas, to which he looked up at me and he said, Appa, it's hard to wait. It's hard to wait. I remember reading a book a few years ago. It was called uh, uh, Faster, The Acceleration of Just About Everything. It's by a man named James Gleick. And it's this f- really fascinating book. It's, it's, it's a book with this yellow cover. And on the cover, on the edition I have, uh, it's, it's yellow with, with just uh, black, bold, uh, call caps letters, F-S-T-R, and then J-M-S, and then G-L-C-K. Faster, James Gleick. And the premise of this book is that most of us suffer from uh, some degree of what he calls hurry sickness. 
hurry sickness. It's, it's a, a malady that, uh, that has uh, launched us into this need everything yesterday sphere that's dominated by the increase of technology. At the time, he was talking about cell phones and computers, fax machines, remote controls, even the button on the elevator to close the door faster. And he argues that for all of the hours and minutes and even seconds that we save, we still fill our days to the point that we have no time for basic human needs like eating and exercise and human relationship. And so here we are, right? Culturally unconditioned to wait, but in a season that does require us to do so. Because in the season of Advent, this this word Advent comes from the Latin root for for coming or or arriving. And it's these four weeks before Christmas that's intended to be for us a time to prepare for, to, to anticipate for, to expect for the coming of Christ to this world, to to wait for the embodiment of hope and joy, peace and love. And so the question we'll be asking over and over through the series is how might we wait well? How might we wait well? And today I want to turn our attention to this idea that, that waiting well is not an invitation to sit idly by. It's not an invitation to sit idly by. Waiting well is active, and waiting well requires us to keep awake. All right? So we're in the Gospel according to Matthew, and we're near the end of Jesus' time on earth, and already we see the focus of this text, the author's focus, to be on the kingdom of heaven to come and on the call for discipleship, right? Call to humanity to say, be in relationship with me, Jesus, as we wait for the kingdom to come. Let's do this thing together. And remember, this gospel was written sometime in in 80 CE, maybe closer to 90 CE, and it was to a community of early Christians about one generation removed from Jesus. And so those who journeyed with Jesus... They had already preached of a new way. They've already talked about a different way, and they spoke of God's preferred future as imminent, as is on its way to them now, for them now. And here they are, one generation removed, still waiting for the fulfillment of that promise. And as they wait, they begin to lose confidence in the future that they had so dreamed of. As they wait, their witness and their passion starts to fade. As they wait, they start to lose hope. And it's in the midst of that that our author encourages them to continue on, to to carry on carrying on. And, And in a sense, this author is writing to people like us, right? People who knew of Jesus, who had learned of Jesus, who had heard and accepted the promise of God's preferred future someday that Jesus embodied when he was born in a manger all those years ago. And these are people who were still waiting. People who are still waiting. And with all that's happening in our world, for all that's happening in our world, For that community, they they had just witnessed the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. 
and they're, they're trying to find their identity. They're, they're facing the possibility uh, and the threat of e- extinction. They're, they're looking for direction when there seems to be no sign of God's preferred uh, future to come. And, and for us, it's, it's you know, the, the new variant of COVID-19 spreading. It's, it's the heightened impact of climate change with, with massive flooding and earthquakes and tsunamis. It's, it's gun violence and addictions and the rise of homelessness and poverty and, and you fill in the blank. And it's within this context that Jesus says to his disciples and it's in this context that Jesus says to that community who's receiving those, that gospel for the first time And it's in this context that Jesus says now to us, hey, keep awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Take note of something here. You see, in the first three examples that Jesus gives in our text this morning, the the focus and the emphasis is not on what the people do or do not do. The focus of these examples are on the sudden and unexpected act of God. See, the, the people were going about their lives. They were eating and drinking and being in relationship during the time of Noah. Later, they're in the field. Later, they're grinding meal. They were going about their lives. They were doing the things that they were supposed to be doing. And it's not until this fourth example, this this example of the homeowner, where we hear this directive from Jesus. First, it's in verse 42. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. And once more in verse 44, therefore, you must also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. And again, the focus here is not on what humans do. The focus here is on the unknown and unexpected hour of God's kingdom to come. And because we don't know, because only God knows, therefore keep awake. Therefore be ready. You know, soon after Joanne and I got married, we, we were in Indonesia for our honeymoon. Uh, And we chose Indonesia, uh, not only for the beautiful beaches and volcanoes and and the cultural experiences that we'd encounter, but also uh, the way that the timing worked out. Um, She was in a master's program at George Mason University. She was doing uh, conflict analysis and resolution, uh, which basically means she always wins. Um, And she had enrolled that summer uh, in a course called, uh, uh, a summer course in Jakarta uh, in Indonesia. And she was studying community art and, and capacity building. And so we had just spent eight beautiful days in Bali. And then we had spent two days uh, exploring the city of Jakarta. We get to the airport. We say goodbye. We'll see you in four weeks. We'll see you in a month. We go on our days. We go on our ways. And every day for the next three weeks, I looked forward to her arrival. And that lasted all the way until the last three days. Because as I looked around our two-bedroom row house, I realized that my habits had returned to my bachelor days. Dishes once a week. Laundry when needed, couldn't find the vacuum, 
So the day before she arrives, I'm pulling this all-nighter, trying to get everything clean, everything perfect. I was so frantic that I even overwatered the fake plants that we had gotten from Ikea the summer before, just trying to get everything perfect. Theologian uh, Bruce Reyes Chow, he, he talks about a bumper sp- sticker that he once saw that said, uh, Jesus is coming, hurry and look busy. Hurry and look busy as if we could work our way towards redemption. Hurry and look busy as if we could work our way towards grace, towards proving our devotion, towards proving our discipleship. Hurry and look busy as if we could earn God's love. But Jesus stops us and invites us into relationship with him. Jesus stops us and says, hey, remember why I came in the first place. Remember way back when, when I came to be the embodiment of hope, joy, peace, and love. Remember when I came to affirm God's presence for you and in you. Remember that my name is Emmanuel, God with you. Remember? And remember that I love you no matter what has happened, no matter what is happening, no matter what is to come, I love you. So be ready, keep awake, not just for what's to come someday way out in the future, but be prepared and awake for what is already taking place today. Church, Advent is a time of waiting, but it is not a time of sitting idly by. Advent is a time when we are invited to remember Christ's coming as the embodiment of hope, joy, peace, and love And it's a time for us to posture ourselves that we too can become the embodiment of those things to the world. That we can go on with our lives looking at the hurts of the world and claim God's love through Jesus that now flows through us to the world. Amen, someone. So how might we be called this Advent season to wait well? May we have the hearts open, the posture wide to receive all that God has in store and in turn reflect that out to all the world. Amen? Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for this time together, for an opportunity to be gathered through the wonders of technology here on, in person and online. And God, we thank you for the gift of your son Jesus the embodiment of hope and joy, peace and love. And we pray that you would make us bold, that you would strengthen us, that we too could live into our purpose of becoming more like your son, that we too could be the embodiment of those things to all the world. Give us the boldness to be your people. It is in your holy name that we pray. Amen. All right, that was the first sermon of our Waiting Well Advent series. Uh, Tune in again as we continue through the Gospel according to Matthew uh, next week as we talk about the ways in which waiting well produces good fruit. I hope you heard the challenge today, though, that uh, waiting well is not simply sitting idly by, but rather it's an invitation for us to partner alongside what God is already doing and to remain uh, aware and awake for all that we see before us. Uh, Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.